Hey family, I hope you guys had a good day. I want to talk to you tonight about where is God when it hurts? Mm-mm-mm-mm. I'm coming out of the book of John chapter 11, starting at the verse, first verse and the Bible reads, Now a certain man was sick named Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary which anointed the Lord with anointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore his sisters sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. And when Jesus heard this, he said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, and that the Son of God might be glorified. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. Now I want to stop there. Many of us has heard the story of Lazarus and Jesus raising him from the dead. But I just want to talk about his sisters today. His sisters was hurt. They were broken. They're losing their brother. And the only person that they know that can help is not there. So now they sent for them. Back then, they didn't have cell phones. They don't have Snapchat or Instagram or Facebook Messenger. They had to send a messenger. (laughs) They had to send a servant to go to where Jesus was to give him the word. And the Bible says when Jesus heard it, he said that the sickness was not unto death, but that God would get the glory. So he waited four days. Four days whole days he waited that's four days of them crying four days of them fasting four days of them praying worshiping waiting for his return hoping that he would get there in enough time that that Lazarus could be saved but Jesus took four days And I can't imagine how they felt. But what I can imagine is how I felt. In those moments that it hurt it so bad. And I was looking for him to show up. I was looking for him to show up. And it doesn't matter if it was four days, ten days, a month or a year. Each and every one of us was crying out, looking for the one person that can help to show up. But he didn't. He didn't show up when we thought he should have shown up. He didn't show up when it hurt it so bad. When the tears are running down your eyes. You're confused. You're so hurt that you're just numb. Where is God when it hurt? So the Bible says he was talking to the disciples. And it was this conversation And his disciples said unto him, Master, the Jews of late sought to stone thee and go against thee. And Jesus answered them, Are there not twelve hours in a day? And if any man walk in the day, he stumbleth not because he seeth the light is of the world. But if a man walk in the night, he stumbleth because there is no light in him. These things he said. And after that, he said unto them, Our friend Lazarus sleepeth. But I go 
that I may awake him out of his sleep. Like this is just a whole different conversation. Like Mary and Martha just sent word that the man Lazarus, whom you love, is sick unto death. And you having this complete different conversation. And then you tell them, hey, our friend Lazarus is asleep. And I know some people may have read that and thought that maybe Jesus was being, you know, mean or he wasn't compassionate. He was inconsiderate to Martha and Mary's feelings. But that wasn't the case. That wasn't the case at all. So the the disciples said to him, Lord, well, if he see if he sleep, then he okay. But they didn't really understand what Jesus was saying, because the truth of the matter was Lazarus was dead. And then the Bible says, Jesus plainly said to them, you know what? Lazarus is dead. And I'm glad I'm glad for it, for your sake, that I was not there to the intent that ye may believe. Nevertheless, let us go unto him. Now, I want to read that again, because this is exactly why we have to tarry in our prayer and our fasting and our worship in those moments that it hurt the most. Jesus just told his disciples that he is dead. The situation is so bad, it's over. He dead. But I'm glad for your sake that I was not there. Now, why would Jesus say something like that? Because if Jesus was there and Jesus immediately healed him, you wouldn't have really saw the miracle. You really wouldn't have been able to really see the power of God being made manifest in that situation. God showed his sovereignty. God showed his power in an impossible situation. It wouldn't have been impossible if the day Jesus found out and he went, touched him and he rose up. Then he would have just been like, it would have just been another simple little miracle that he's done. But God didn't want it to just be an ordinary miracle. He wanted it to be a supernatural miracle, a divine miracle. In these moments in our life, when it hit rock bottom and it's at its worst, those are the times that God want to show up supernaturally in our lives. And just like he told the disciples, Jesus is saying that to us. I know you're going through this and I know it hurt. But for your sake, I'm glad that I'm not showing up when you want me to show up. Because when I do show up, you're going to know that it was me. You're going to know that my power is beyond your comprehension. You're going to know that nothing could nothing and no one else could have did this but my God. Nobody could have done this but my God. And we don't understand it. Because in our mind, our little finite mind, we think, Jesus, you could just fix this. You could just change this. You could just snap your finger and everything would change. But he don't. And the Bible says that many of the Jews came to Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. They were crying. They were all over the place. Man, I know that feeling like when I lost my mom. And I can honestly testify when my mom died. I thought God hated me. It was one of the, mer- the one of the most hurtful 
traumatic experiences that I have ever experienced. Like, God, where are you when it really hurt? And at that time, I really didn't have the relationship that I had with him. I knew about Jesus, but I didn't know him, the person. I only knew the name. And it was in that moment that I felt like he didn't love me. He hated me, that he took away the one person that I felt at that moment loved me. She was my best friend. She was my ace in a hole. And he took her. At least that's what I thought in my mind. That God, why would you take her? And it was very hurtful for me because it was one of those situations like I I watched my mother take her last breath. I watched her take her last breath. I watched her go into the ambulance. I watched them do everything that they could to bring her back to get to the hospital and they put her on the machine to put her on life support. By this time, she's brain dead. She's basically a vegetable. I'm only 20 years old. 20 years old. And so I and although I didn't know him, I cried, "Where are you?" Why are you doing this? Bring her back. Don't let this happen to me. At the time, my daughter was only four years old. And the only brother that I had was incarcerated. My father, at that moment, we really didn't have a really close relationship. So I was pretty much alone. 20 years old with a four-year-old daughter just losing her mom I really thought God hated me and I really didn't know him but I still felt like he should have been there you were the one person that could change this all around and you're not doing anything I cried God please don't let her die don't let her die. Don't don't leave me alone like this. Please. I cried every tear. I cried every cry. I stayed in that hospital. I didn't even go home. Even though I knew she was gone. I was my mother's beneficiary. So now my whole family is trying to get me to pull the plug on my own mother. What kind of God would do that? What kind of God would put you in a position where you have to pull the plug on your mother? I was only 20 years old. I thought he hated me. Where are you when it hurts? And I remember having to have the burden of going to going to the prison to see my brother and telling him that our mother is gone. I had to carry that burden and go tell him. 
And upon getting there and um, the correctional officers, you know, set it up for me to sit in the room to tell him. I thank God. When I look back now, I truly thank God that in that moment, it was like he waited for me to get with my brother. He waited for me to get with somebody close to me that my mother died on her own. I didn't have to pull the plug. And I do thank him for that because I didn't want the responsibility of having to do that because in my mind, in my young mind, I thought that what if she could come back and what if if I pull a plug, it would be my fault and there was a chance. I did not want that responsibility. So I thank God that the minute I got with my brother, I got with somebody that I knew loved me and I wasn't alone where she was completely gone and one of my uncles was there and we got that phone call that she was gone and me and my brother just cried we just cried for a long 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 time I was so angry with God I was so angry and I thought he hated me like I said, I grew up in a Christian home. I knew the name, but I really didn't have the relationship that I have with him now. So I always used to be like, where were you? How could you do this to me? How could you do this to my mom? How could you do this to my grandmother? I remember my grandmother being a woman of prayer and always talking about Jesus. And I just didn't get it. I really didn't get it. 20 years old, I just, I was like a straight up, I never denied him. I just didn't think he cared about me that much. And then it went on, like I said, like a month after my mom died, my brother got sentenced to 20 years in prison. 20 years. It's like I lost both of them at the same time. And like I said, my father and I wasn't really that close. So it was like God was just piling on the pressure, piling on the pain. And then a few years after that, my childhood home went up in flames lost everything including a family member and all I kept saying is how could you be real where are you when it hurt when you go to verse 20 the bible says then Martha as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him. But Mary sat still in the house. And for me, when I read this, I felt like Martha had a little more faith than Mary. And then as I read more, that's exactly what it was to me. Then the Bible says, then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. But I know that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask God, God will give it to thee. So in this moment, she's still having faith like he's dead, but I know who you are. And I know that if you ask God, you'll do it for me. 
but Mary, she stayed home. She she couldn't she couldn't come she couldn't face him. She couldn't face him. And that's kind of how I felt. I really I really couldn't face God. I just it was easier for me to deny his love. It was easy for me to just ignore anything that had anything to do with Jesus than to confront. I felt like I wasn't getting any answers anyway. So I didn't want to deal with it. I didn't want to relive the pain. I didn't want to relive the confusion. So it was easy for me to run. It was easy for me to ignore and put up this war, this God wall in my heart that he couldn't get in. And for a long time, I was very, very angry with God. And Jesus responded to Martha and said unto her, that brother shall arise again. And Martha said unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. And then Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? And she said unto him, Yes, Lord, I believe that thou art Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the world. (sighs) I believe even then, Martha did not understand what Jesus was trying to say. But she just said, yes, Lord, you know, I know who you are and I'm just going to trust you at your word. And I believe like we say, yes, Lord, and we say, "Okay, Lord, but we fully don't really understand. Sometimes when we read the scriptures, we don't really understand when we're hearing someone minister to us. We want to believe and we know without faith, it's impossible to please him. But sometimes we really don't understand and we try to take the word at face value. But the truth is we're unsure about what we heard. I was so, so angry. I was so angry. And then the Bible says, and when she had said so, she went her way and then called Mary, her sister, secretly saying, the master is come and call it for thee. So I'm guessing Jesus knew she was really angry and really hurt and that she didn't really want to face him. And then the Bible says, as soon as she heard this, she arose quickly and came unto him. Now, Jesus was not yet come into the town, but was at the place where Martha met him. And the Jews, when which were with her in the house and comforted her, when they saw Mary, that she rose up hastily and went out, they followed her, saying, she goeth into the grave to weep there. Then when Mary was come where Jesus was and saw him, She fell down on his feet, saying unto him, Lord, if thou hast been there, my brother had not died. And when Jesus therefore saw her weeping, and the Jews also weeping, which came with her, he groaned in his spirit and was troubled. And he said, Where have ye laid him? And they said unto him, Lord, come and see. And then it said, Jesus wept. He just cried. 
And I wish that I knew that when my mother died, that as I was crying, that he was crying with me. That if I understood and if I knew the word, that his heart broke the minute my heart broke. When I look back at all that I went through and all that I experienced, I knew he was there. I didn't know then, but I look back now and I know that he was with me, that he carried me, that I made it through so many different things. And though I didn't know him the way that I know him now, he never left me, even though I didn't know him, even though I denied his love for me. He was with me. And I'm sharing this with you because it was the most hurtful thing that I've experienced to lose my mom at such a young age and to cry out to a God that I don't even know to say, where are you when it hurt? I know what it feels like to want the only person that you have heard about or the only person that you know can change a situation and he don't what do you do with that what do you do when you know he can change it he can fix it he can shift it but he don't and then the next question is why i know you can but you won't so can you at least tell me why Why is it this not changing? Why is my body not being healed? Why is my children acting up? Why is my marriage going like this? Why am I losing my job? Why is my finances going out of way? Why? Why is this like this? What have I done? I remember saying this so many times. What did I do? What did I do to deserve all of this at such a young age? What was wrong with me? What did I do? But it wasn't about anything that I've done. It was what God was doing in me and in my life. One of the things that I want to bring back is when Jesus responded to when Mary and Martha sent the word saying that Lazarus was sick. And he said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the son of God might be glorified. That my mom death wasn't in vain, but that the glory of God would be made manifest in my life. That the son of God would be glorified in my life. And when I look back, my mom was my crutch. She was my best friend. And I can honestly testify and say that even though I was raised in a Christian home, we weren't consistently going to church like we could have. Um, We didn't have Bible study and uh, there wasn't no prayer section sessions going on. It was a different lifestyle and I can admit that. But the plan that God had for me was 
outside of the presence of my mother. That if my mother was here today, would I be the woman that I am today? Would I be in this relationship with him? Would I know him and know that he actually really loved me? Because the truth of the matter was, we wasn't going to church frequently. And I didn't know who he was. I just knew his name. If my mother was still alive today, would I just know his name? Or would I know the person? Would I know his heart? Would I know his word? Would I be a minister of the gospel? And I can honestly answer that and say no. My mom didn't die in vain. And she didn't die for no reason. The truth of the matter is she had lung cancer. She smoked cigarettes her whole life. And there are consequences to the things that we do. And so often we blame God for every single thing that happens in our life. But the truth of the matter is that our body begins decaying the minute we are born. We are born to die. And depending on how well we take care of this earthly suit depends on how long we're going to live. My mother didn't take care of herself that well. That's not God's fault. That was a lack of knowledge on her part. Hosea 4.6 says, My people die for a lack of knowledge. If she knew that the cigarettes was going to do that to her, maybe she would have did things differently. We have to be accountable for our mistakes. My brother didn't get locked up being an innocent boy. He made a decision that caused him half of his life. My home burnt down, not just because it was a freak accident. Someone in my house was playing or doing something and the house caught a fire. See, we all have to be accountable for the things that we do. And even though it hurt and even though we're angry, we have to shift the anger on ourselves or the people that are involved and stop shifting the blame on God. He's a loving God. He's a merciful God. But we have free will. We have free will. We have the right to make the decision that we're going to live for God or not live for God. We have the decision whether we're going to eat right or not eat right, smoke or drink. We, we have these decisions and we have to be accountable for the decisions that we make. So when the health report come and these situations come, we have to look ourselves in the mirror and be accountable and say, Lord, I did this. I messed up. But could you help me? The Bible says if we are eager to repent, he is faithful to forgive us. We have to be accountable and go to God and acknowledge our sin, acknowledge our error that he may give us wisdom and that he may give us understanding. For all of my 20s, I just thought God hated me. And I just stayed far away from church church. 
And I stayed so far away from the cross because I didn't think that a God that was supposed to love me would allow all of these things to happen in my life. And that was a very selfish way to look at it because not once did I blame my mother, not once did I blame my brother, not once did I blame the family member that caused the house to burn. I blamed God for a very long time until I got to a point where he called my name personally. He called me. I knew it was time. It was something tugging in my spirit. And I'll never forget the day that I went to sleep and I had a dream. And in the dream, it was like um, an amusement park. And it was a theme that whoever finds Jesus wins. And you want to know what? I found them. I found them in a dream. And upon waking up, I knew. I knew it was time. I knew it was time. I've been running my whole life, but I knew it was time. I didn't know where to start. I didn't know where to begin. All I knew that I had a lot of questions and a lot of anger. But I knew it was time. And when I finally did give my life to the Lord, it was a process. It wasn't easy. And I had a lot of questions. And I thank God for the ministry that raised me up to be the woman that I am. That taught me the word of God. That gave me understanding to the word of God. To I got to a place to understand on my own. To I got to a place that I can hear God's voice for myself. That I can be led by his spirit by myself. And it took a long time for the Lord to give me clarity on what happened to my mom or what happened to me as a child or what happened to me, you know, when the house burned down. All of these things he began to give me revelation on. But the one thing that he kept whispering to me, I never left you. I never left you, Trina. And I would just cry. And that's when I was led to the scripture that he will never leave you, nor will he forsake you. And that means he will never leave you, nor will he abandon you. And that took me to really, I had to learn how to trust him because I was, in a sense, I felt really abandoned. My mom's gone. My brother's gone. I don't have a relationship with my father. I felt really abandoned. So it's kind of hard to gravitate to a God who says he will never abandon me. Well, all I know is abandonment. So it took some time. But he's so patient with us. I'm sharing this with you. Aside from the fact that I told my Lord that I would be as transparent as I could. You went through something. You may be going through something right now and it hurts so bad. It hurt. And you are asking yourself, where is God? And I'm just here to tell you today, he never left you. My brother, 
he never left you. My sister, he never left you. And I know that may be hard to receive right now, but it's the truth. It took me years to have that. It took me years to have that understanding. But I'm so glad I got it because it gave me peace. And I know that anything that I go through now is small into comparison to losing my mother. And I still go through, but nothing is as bad as losing your mother at 20 years old or any age for that matter. It don't matter. Like that's a, a that's a traumatic thing to happen to anyone. So the things that I go through now is just it hurt, but it's nothing like losing my mom. So to know that even in that, though I didn't know him and though I didn't understand that he never left me, I know he ain't leave me now. And he hasn't left you. I know you're hurting. But you got to know that as your heart is broken, his heart is broken. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And as he wept for Mary and Martha and Lazarus, he weeps for you. He don't love them no more than he love us. He shows he's a God of no partiality. He love us all the same. He loves you. He loves you. And I, as I just got to keep saying that he loves you because I was just looking for someone to love me. And I felt so alone. So to know and to come into the awareness that he loves me. It brought light. It brought life. And the more I got to know the man and not just his name. I gained greater understanding, greater wisdom. And he opened my eyes to the things that I didn't see back then. And he showed me along the journey that he was always there and he never left me. And his glory was made manifest in my life to a point that a woman that once thought God hated her now she's the same woman that declares and decree and proclaims the name of Jesus. <laughs> he never left me. And he never left you. And I pray that this brings peace to your heart. Peace to your heart. Peace to your mind. That whatever he is doing in your life, whatever he has taken out of your life, it is for his glory and it is for your gain. God does nothing for nothing. Nothing for nothing. Everything is for his glory and everything is for your gain. And if you can get outside of your hurt and outside of your disappointment and do internal revenue and ask yourself, who is the real enemy who is the real blame take that blame off of God take that blame off of him it's not his fault we have to be accountable we have an enemy that wants to kill steal and destroy everything in sight 
And we also have ourselves who have free will to make decisions on whether to do good or not. We have to be accountable and we have to stop blaming God and stop treating him like he is the one that caused the problem. He didn't cause it. He didn't cause the problem. But he kept me through it. I should have been on drugs. I sh- I could have entered into prostitution. It was a lot. And if I could be real honest with you tonight, I tried to kill myself three times. But I did not succeed. Because he already paid the price for me. He died in my place. Every time I failed, every time I didn't succeed, I tried to do it again. And I was mad that I couldn't kill myself. Until one day he sent an angel. It was my daughter. And I remember that day like it was yesterday. And I was on the roof and I was just thinking about jumping. And I remember my daughter poking her head out the window, calling me, mommy, mommy. And I looked at her. She said, can I come out there with you? And I said, no. And then she said, mommy, can you please come back in the house? And I said, okay. And I knew, I knew it was God, you know, I knew it was God because she was only four. And like I said, at the time, we, we, this wasn't a house that, you know, engaged in prayer and worship and talking about the things of God, talking about the afterlife. I didn't have those conversations with her. And I remember when I got back in my room and I just fell on the floor. I just was so hurt. I was just done. I was just done. I remember her running to the bathroom and she got tissue. And I remember her wiping my face and she said something that just snapped me right out of it. And I knew it was God. She said, Mommy, don't cry. You're going to see Grandma again. How could her little mind know that? And it made me think of the scripture when Jesus said, who do you say that I am? And Peter said, you're the son of the living God. And Jesus told him, flesh and blood have not revealed that unto you, but my father who is in heaven. And it was that moment that I knew because flesh and blood did not tell her that. That was God who wanted to give me peace, who wanted to give me peace. He never left me. I thought he was gone. I thought he didn't love me, but he never left me. God has never left you and he never will. And I wasn't sure if I was going to share this tonight, but I was just laying in the bed and I was praying and I was asking the Lord because I always pray before I get on here. Like, what do you want me to say? And where is God when it hurts? And he just took me back. And as I'm going through the scriptures, I found Martha and Mary. 
Lazarus dying and it brought me back to that moment when I said where's God when it hurt when he took my mom so I pray that you hearing this gives you peace it encourages you that it give you hope to know that whatever it is that God is doing in your life is for your good that he loves you and that even though it hurt he has not left you he has not betrayed you that he's weeping with you that he's wrapping his arms around you I need you to know that tonight that he loves you so much with an everlasting love he loves you and I wish it didn't take me so long to know that but God brought me to a place where I could receive it because I was so angry I couldn't receive it then even though I wanted to know I wouldn't have received it I was too angry so he got me at a point in my life when I would and I pray that you're at that point in your life that right now that you can receive he loves you and he has never left you and he hasn't abandoned you and he's right there with you and he will turn it around for your good whatever it is whatever it is whatever it is he will turn it around for your good he will get the glory and you will get the gain you can trust me and believe that believe it family and I'll be praying I'll be praying for each and every one of you as I ask that you continuously pray for me because he is with us and he will always be there so if you ask yourself where is God when it hurts you turn around and answer yourself he's right here Thank <laughs> you.